Hebrews 13 says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't know if you've ever thought about the context of that, but I'm going to ask you to think about it this evening. I want to talk to you about the proper biblical dynamic between a leader and congregation. And it's this. Remember your leaders. In 2013, I left this church, moved on in ministry into another sphere of ministry in another country. I trust those of you from this church didn't forget me. You weren't supposed to. You're meant to remember your leaders. For some of you, you'll remember back, and it might be Pastor Tom Mullen, or it may be Wilbert Dempster, or it might be Peter Smith, or Pastor Jim Atkinson, who was the pastor here for 10 years. But the scripture asks you to remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. You're remembering something specific. It's not my ties that I was asking you to recall. Not the shabby shoes at times that I wore. It's not the particular idiosyncrasies, though you might think of those from different leaders that you've had at different times. What you're to remember is your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Let me say something very simple. The only leaders scripture asks you to remember are those who spoke the word of God. Because the greatest priority any leader has is to speak the word of God. If you're a leader here tonight over the people of God in any way, your greatest priority, whatever your area of responsibility, it's to speak the word of God. Jesus reflecting on his ministry. John 17. This is how he describes it. In verse 8 he says, I gave them the words you gave me. In verse 14 of the same chapter, he says, I have given them your word. What was the ministry of Jesus? It was to give them the words God gave him. It was to give them his word. In John 14 and verse 10, he says, the words I speak, I don't just speak on my own. And if you're a leader here tonight, 
We're really not interested in your words. We're interested in his word. And that's been pointed out to us already by Mitch this evening. And we want this to be a fun evening and we want you to have great food. But I want to put the pressure on you, Pip. We want to hear God's word from you. Because that above everything else is what matters. You see, it was the understanding of Jesus. That's what changes everything. That's what's more important than anything else. It's the word of God. So if Jesus didn't speak on his own, then don't speak on your own. Speak the word of God. And that's what the Great Commission's actually all about. We often don't get that far. Verse 18 of Matthew 28 says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Verse 19, Therefore go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, Teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. The words that Jesus spoke, that he got from his Father, God's word, that's what the commission was to play out. So if you look at the book of Acts, 26 times in the book of Acts, it mentions them proclaiming the word of God, the word of the Lord. They didn't go with a newfangled idea. They didn't go with their opinion about how to start a new sect or a new faith. They came with the word of God. It's amazing to me that in the reinstatement, as people see it, of Peter, recorded in John 21, when Jesus meets with him on the beach, that what John says, what, what Peter it, hears from Jesus, as Jesus asks him repeatedly, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Take care of my sheep. Feed my sheep. The one who's going to be at the arrowhead of the evangelistic thrust of the church is to feed my sheep. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. That's the order of God, that we speak the word of God. So in 1 Peter 4 and verse 10, Peter having talked about the fact in the previous verse that each one of us should use whatever gift we have received to faithfully administer the grace of God in all its various forms, says in verse 10, if it's speaking, speak as if you're speaking the very words of God. Davy, Pip, is part of this pastoral leadership team. The greatest responsibility about what you say is that you speak to us the words of God. So the writer to the Hebrews says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. We're expecting you to speak the word of God to us, Pip. And we want you to take time to study the word of God and we want you to take time to hear from him in the midst of all of the busyness of everything else he might do what's more important than anything else 
is that he gives himself to the ministry of the word and to prayer. Because we're to remember the leaders who spoke the word of God to us and now it gets heavy. The relationship of a congregation to the leader is you consider the outcome of their way of life. It would be so easy to say, don't look at Pip, look at Jesus. But that's not what I'm saying to you tonight. Because that's not what the word says. It says, here's how you relate to leaders. Consider the outcome of their way of life. We're looking at you. You are meant to look at this man. Those of you here in this congregation, you watch his life. Because you're meant to see in his life the outcome of what he says. Why does it matter? Jesus in Matthew 23 says, verse 1 it says, Jesus spoke to the crowd and to his disciples. And he said to them, do not be like the Pharisees. They sit in Moses' seat, so the people must do what they say, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Let me say to those of you who are in the congregation here in Dundonald Elam, I'm commending this man to you as a man who practices what he preaches. I've known him for some years, not well, but everything that I have seen is about an utter consistency of lifestyle. Committed to the word of God. It's how his best friend has commended him to us this evening as a man of complete integrity. But his pastor of 32 years describes him as one of the most outstanding Christians he has ever met because of that characteristic of consistency across his lifestyle. It was not some aberration that we commended this man to this congregation. It's because we already understand there is a consistency of lifestyle. But you're meant to consider it. This isn't superficial. I heard him say something great on Sunday. Wasn't that great? Consider his life and the outcome of what he has said. That's what we're meant to do. It's staggering that verse 8 of Hebrews 13 suddenly, apparently, 
without any prior warning introduces this statement that's often put on the back of church walls and things. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's telling you the outcome of a way of life, utter consistency. And the right relationship that we have to this man is we consider the outcome of his way of life. For a purpose, please hear me. It's not to judge him. It's not to point the finger at him. It's for this significant purpose. Consider the outcome of his way of life and imitate his faith. That's the Bible. Pip, we want you to give us a faith that we can imitate. We want to see your word lived out in your life so we can follow you. That's a burden, isn't it? It is an incredible responsibility to be among those who speak the word of God. Because while you might like to say, hide me behind the cross, it's not the Bible. While you might like to say, let them see no man, only Jesus, that's not the Bible. Here's Paul. Paul says, I urge you, 1 Corinthians 4.16, follow my example. Imitate me. In Hebrews 6 and verse 12, we're in the midst of a list of heroes of faith. And the writer says, I urge you to imitate those who through faith and patience obtained the promises. We're meant to imitate the faith of others. Paul writes to Timothy, we know it really well in this church. 1 Timothy 4.12. On Friday night, 4.12 will be meeting. What's the issue of 4.12? It's to set an example for the believers in a whole range of areas of your life. Paul writes to Titus in Titus 2.7. And he tells him to set an example for the believers in everything. That's the biblical model. Listen, there's lots of people who want to copy the leader. Some of you want to copy Davy's hairstyle. Don't. Some of you want to copy his ripped jeans. Fill your boots. Campbell, I'd be delighted to see you one Sunday morning. Ripped jeans up the front here. You know, very often we copy superficial things in the life of leaders. We copy mannerisms. We copy style. But this isn't about style. This is about imitating faith. Faith is taking the word and putting it into practice. Faith is demonstrating, I believe and I trust God and I'm giving you a lead in this. Faith is showing us that what I say, I am so convinced and committed to, I'm doing it and you can see the outcome of that in my life. And when you see the outcome of my life, you can trust to follow the same God because the same God who will bless my faith will bless your faith too.
And Pip's going to walk in front in that sense. He's going to go ahead and he's going to show you, I'm taking a step of faith and watch the outcome in my life. And when you see the blessing of God in his life and the outcome of his faith, you can have confidence in following his faith, in imitating his faith. Please don't be afraid here. Are we following this man? Yes, we are. I'm leading him and I'm following him. As part of the pastoral leadership team charged with the responsibility for giving leadership, I'm going to watch the outcome of his way of life and I'm going to follow his faith. And I trust he's going to follow mine. And I'm going to follow Davy's faith. And I trust that in our leadership, you will see a faith that you can confidently follow. Because that's the right relationship of a congregation to its leaders. I came away from some notes because if I stood there, I'd keep you late and there's food to eat. And so I'm going to finish there. I want you to understand there is a responsibility between a congregation and a leader. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. We want to see you put your trust in God again and again and again. We want you guys to be able to look at this man and confidently say, I'm happy to follow because I see what his faith has accomplished and I'm willing to put my faith in the same God, in the same word. Pip, we are delighted to have you here. And we pray you will preach the word of God to us.